Okay, so, yeah, again, good evening to everybody. My body is doing weird things at the moment, so I am drinking a giant jug of kombucha to possibly soothe my belly. We shall see if that works or not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also very interesting. I don't know if it's like a bacteria thing. It's been like, I think I ate something weird a couple days ago. But um, it's also left me feeling kind of very tired and low on energy. If you ever know from eating maybe something that's really heavy or just when the stomach's not doing good, the whole body kind of gets tired. And I also feel like some very basic things that I usually do, even just like answering emails or just doing like whatever, I kind of don't even have the energy to do that at the moment. So I'm really just kind of laying everything down. And it's interesting because <clears throat> I feel that sickness, which is not something people ever want to have to feel or go through, it really brings you back to this interesting place where you have to just let everything go. And it just brings you back to the ground. You just end up in this really basic place of just kind of being here. And it kind of strips away all extraneous things. And um, yeah, you kind of hit rock bottom, but when you're on rock bottom, suddenly you're actually standing on solid ground where maybe you have been so externally focused for so long you haven't really even had time to kind of be with yourself. So I, of course, always try to get better as quick as I can, but simultaneously I kind of find a, an enjoyment in not having to do things, to really just putting things down and to not have the energy to sit at my computer and talk to people and really just kind of take time to just relax. So just kind of changing that perspective and, and really seeing kind of the positive along with the negative, so to say, or seeing in each situation what we can actually gain from it, um, you know, as well as potentially what is difficult about it. So I guess I'll use that as a segue into the question about the monastery. Um, so personally, when I, I mean, it's kind of a hard story to find a beginning point to, but we'll just say when I graduated from college, um, I didn't see kind of anything in the world that I wanted to do. Nothing really made sense to me. Um, all of my time in school up to that point didn't really make much sense to me the world in front of me didn't really make much sense. It kind of seemed like a lose, 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 lose situation. It seemed that everywhere I looked, it was people that were unhappy and that felt kind of oppressed in some way, um, struggling to make ends meet, um, you know, kind of grinding away at some career that they didn't necessarily really like or want to be doing to then make money to pay for the house that they're leaving empty all day while they're at work. And there was kind of just this emptiness. It was, I guess, pretty a pessimistic, depressive view that I had, but also semi-realistic. Um, but more than that, 
I realized that I didn't really know so much about myself and also I had a lot of issues that were undealt with. And I just so happened to meet a monk. A monk came to my school and he gave a talk and the talk really struck a chord in me. And it wasn't about, you know, Buddhism as a philosophical concept. I really felt that he was just talking to the people in the room as another person. And there was something just so refreshing and meaningful about that. Um, somebody just relating to a group of people on the human level, like, hey, we're all these people together. We're all going through the same kind of stuff together. Um, let's talk about that. Let's look at that. So I felt really this deep connection to that kind of understanding. And the same monk, he kept returning to my school um, once every three months, and I would, went to some workshops of his. And it kind of yeah, culminated in him inviting me to the monastery when I graduated. And I really, again, kind of left school. It was my first time being out of, you know, the academic system of grades and right and wrong and kind of this whole thing. And really suddenly was left in this abyss of, well, now what do I want to do? What matters? And I realized I'd never taken a lot of time to figure that out. I never necessarily even had the space to figure that out. So... um so it seems like a great kind of opportunity to go there to really just have the space to sit in a, an embrace of space to look at myself, to work on myself. And, you know, I arrived there and it was in Germany and I spent some time there. And the longer that I lived in this monastery, the more I really felt like I needed to keep staying there. It seems like I, you know, it's like if you go to a car wash and you start washing off your car you start to realize just how thickly caked on all that mud is. And so, yeah, I ended up spending eight years there. And I think that although the whole time was a process of kind of dealing with a lot of my past and present, it also slowly started becoming also about, I was teaching people, I was leading retreats, so I started also uh, giving and building a forward momentum, I guess I could say. And why I left after eight years specifically, no reason, the date, the number, doesn't matter. Um, just as it felt right to go into a monastery, it also felt right to leave the monastery. So it was just it's the right time for me to go, right time for me to leave. And that's also kind of how I live my life, a little bit more organically, I would say, that I just feel into things. And I only really know a couple months down the road at any given time. So. I don't personally have really much security in my life. I don't own property. I don't have large amounts of money in the bank. I don't have much going on. Um, but the life itself that I'm living, I feel good about. I feel very happy in my day-to-day, -day, which is a cool thing. Um, so that's kind of my personal balance with things, how to live with enough security that I'm not always in this existence sphere, but also not so much security that I feel like I'm trapped. If any of you know that feeling, you're kind of stuck in something. So it's really important to take time to be with yourself, to feel yourself, to ask yourself questions, to see what's going on, um, how you're doing. This is kind of not different than meditation itself. 
in terms of you kind of have to first come back into yourself and see what's up and from that point then you can start slowly making a progression towards something that's maybe more peaceful or happy or uplifted or uh, balanced or complete or however you want to call it. A lot of people when they sit down to meditate or to practice they're really just faced with the mess that they have created inside. The mess that is their lives. The mess that is their minds. That they feel busy or they feel stressed or they feel exhausted or they feel doubts or unsure or lost or any number of kind of emotions or things. And when they sit down to practice and that kind of stuff comes up, they kind of try to push it away and you know, force things around, it doesn't work, and then they just kind of give up. They say, this meditation thing's not for me. And it would be the same thing, like going home and, you know, turning on the lights of your house and seeing your house is a mess, and then just turning the lights back off, leaving, locking the door, and saying, well, that house is gone, you know. But then you're homeless. And a lot of us live a homeless lifestyle. And if our heart... And our mind is our home. We have been away from our home for a very, very long time. And even some of us that maybe do live at home part-time, maybe there's a couple rooms that we don't dare go into for fear of what we might find inside. So a lot of us live very limiting, kind of fractured lives. And when you sit down to practice, when you start the path, and I'll call it the spiritual path for lack of better words, the path of really starting to look at yourself, to face yourself, to work on yourself, to be this being in this incarnation, in this place, you really almost immediately, maybe right at the beginning, you feel good. It's like, oh, this is great. This is what I've been looking for. There's like an inspiration and a, oh yeah, like a good feeling towards it. But pretty quickly, you're going to come face to face with all of your shit. And it keeps coming. And maybe you'll work through it, and then the next thing will come. Or you won't know how to work through it, and the next thing will come anyway. And you just kind of keep getting hit with the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. But slowly, you start to understand how to work with some of it. Maybe insecurity will come up. Uh, I don't really know how to deal with that. Uh, then loneliness comes up. Oh, God, that's so scary and painful. Uh, I don't really know what to do with that. Then the feeling of, um, you know, that I'm wasting my lifetime comes up. And you're like, well, I could start doing something there. I could start kind of enjoying my life a little, using my time a little bit more. Maybe I could go on a vacation. Maybe, maybe there's like these hobbies, there's these things, there's these events I wanted to go to. Maybe I could start kind of doing something. And you kind of start working on the things you know how to work with. You kind of do what you can with what you've got. But that starts building up a momentum. And you'll slowly start gaining ground in yourself. You'll start gaining a, a force and a momentum. And you'll start 
the more that you start to tackle the little things, the places you can do some effort, just make your bed when you wake up, for instance, or make sure you clean the dishes or clean your house once a week, or just whatever it is, you start gaining ground. And then kind of the bigger things come up and you're kind of able to face the next thing because you've built up this momentum from the last thing. Um, if you think about yeah, anything from like a movie to a video game to just like a martial artist, right? It's like you take a martial artist when they start off, they don't know how to do anything, right? So they get a teacher, um, you know, they, or they look at YouTube videos, I don't know, but they start to learn. And if you take someone at the very beginning of that martial arts fighting path and you try to pit them against, you know, uh, like a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Chan kind of guy, they're just, they get destroyed. They can't take that stuff on yet. But what can they take on at the beginning? They can take on a punching bag. They can start by hitting something that's not going to hit them back and start to build up that momentum, that muscle memory, just how to hit, how that feel, how to move, you know, and then slowly kind of build up to, okay, now I feel that I can start shadow boxing, you know, and now maybe I can start sparring with someone who's also not good like me. And slowly building that up until eventually, you know, they could fight professionally. So when we kind of are sitting here and things start coming up and it feels overwhelming or it feels too much or you just feel lost, that's like if you were a beginner fighter and, you know, you see, you know, Bruce Lee walk into the room just kind of say, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful, and leave it. You know, if you're sitting here and suddenly you feel like a deep existential emptiness or something that you don't know how to do it, then just be like, wow, that's pretty heavy. Okay. And you just kind of let it be there. And you say, you know what, I'm not able to deal with that right now, and that's okay. And one of the you know, great things somebody said to me in the monastery once, they said, what if, they, I like playing the what if game sometimes, they said, what if you're never actually going to be able to deal with that stuff? What if those problems, you're going to have those until you die? And my first reaction was like, oh my God. And then my second reaction was, well, actually, that's kind of a relief. It was kind of a relief. Like, I don't have to be beating myself up all the time to kind of figure stuff out. Actually, if I know that I'm going to have little depressive spouts that come in for like a couple days and they go away then after a couple days and there's nothing I'll ever be able to do about that then I can just kind of make peace with that then I'll just sit and watch Netflix and eat Ben and Jerry's and just chill out for those couple days you know and then I'll kind of just relax you know take a bath or something and then I'll feel better and then I'll be able to get out there and start doing it again and to start to kind of just accept where you're at and your cycles and things like this it really makes things a lot easier to not be fighting against yourself, just to be accepting. But then there will slowly be things that you can start doing that start to make sense. So daily life and meditation, they are the same thing. So often I'll talk about daily life things, daily life examples, because when you sit to meditate, it's the same. Whatever's going on out there is going on in here. The way that you deal with stuff out there is the way you're trying to deal with stuff in there. It's still just you. Yeah, the way you try to clean your house is the way you try to clean your mind. You're, you're the same person, either going out or going in. Yeah, the same mechanisms are working both ways. So the more that you start to live a skillful life, you start to understand how life works, the more you start to understand how meditation works. The more you start to understand how meditation works, the more you'll understand how life works, how your life works, how you work in life, 
how you work and function as a living thing. So during the meditation, I forget the instructions I've given you guys so far in the past two days, but I am usually one to say at the beginning of meditation practice that we begin by just observing things, that you start to take time just to learn how to be with things, to breathe. I have a really good friend. I met him in India. Um, his name is Tay. He's like six foot eight or something. And he walks around visiting monasteries, but then he goes to New York and he has a big sign that he wears. And the sign says, I think it says six foot eight Jew will freestyle rap for you. And then underneath it, it says Qigong healing and spiritual guidance too. And he just sometimes in his life just wanders the streets of New York City with the sign rapping for people for donations or getting, you know, spiritual clients, people that are actually lost. And they're like, oh, you, or you do Qigong, you know, let me hear about that. Um, and he kind of travels to different countries and it's, it's a very interesting bohemian lifestyle, but very kind of spiritual and, and a cool guy too. Uh, I think he was even on like a Facebook ad, somehow that happened, I don't know. But he just posted something today and it was this really short video and he just said, you know, whenever something comes up in you that's difficult or painful, you'll notice that the first thing you do is you'll kind of hold your breath. You kind of get tense. We tense up. And he said, so a really easy practice you can do is any time in your life that you encounter something you don't want to encounter, breathe. Start taking deep breaths. Breathe into it. And it's so counterintuitive because we think, I don't want this thing. Why would I breathe it in? But the reality is you already have that thing. It's already in there. It's already happened. It's not like by pushing it away, it's not there. It's still there. So again, even if we talk emotionally, if you have like loneliness, if you feel that you're not good enough, if you feel lost, if you feel overwhelmed, all these different kinds of feelings that we don't like to feel, yeah? They're there, whether you look at them or not. If you're not looking at them, they're still working on you subconsciously. You're carrying a weight without maybe acknowledging it. So this is a practice that I even do myself when I sit down to meditate. If I feel like I'm out of balance, if I sit down and I feel something's up, if I feel a little bit off, a little bit irritated, a little bit restless, a little bit something's up, I'll first just sit and I'll just start breathing and I'll start feeling whatever it is that I feel. And I'll almost take it as a challenge to myself. You know, I'll say, let me feel the worst thing that you can give me. Try to kill me. Go ahead. Give me the worst thing. The worst thing that, that I feel that I've been locking away, give it to me. Let me see it. Let me feel it. And I really kind of, with my heart, try to just face whatever, whatever, Seth, you're feeling, just show me. I want to know. I want to feel it. And often, it's not anything that's even that bad. Often, it's like, almost if there is this like little thing, and I put a light next to it, and it casts this huge shadow on the wall. It's often like this. Often, we have these huge phantoms. But when you really face it, it's not really that big a deal. And some of the things we face are a big deal. But even the biggest deal things you can face they're still just things for you to face. 
They're all just things that you can work through, that you can work on, that you can look at, that you can work with. So even just to sit and to breathe and to let yourself just feel whatever it is that you feel, to just go through that, whatever it is that you're thinking about, all these worries, all this stuff, it's like, okay, give it to me, bring it on. Let me feel it, let me see it. And the more that things kind of come up and I breathe into it, and I just kind of keep breathing and feeling, the more that everything starts to come into alignment, the more that I'm not pushing parts of myself away, I'm not kind of fractured and compartmentalized, the more it all starts to gather together until I really get to this place where I feel, yeah, there's nothing else that I'm hiding. It's all here. It's all, I feel it all. It's good. And then usually I can just sit and drop in and breathe and relax. I don't know if right now anybody's going through any difficult things or, um, you know, having any troubles in their life. I think at any given moment, everybody is having like a couple little difficulties at least, if not some huge ones. My friend who's a Tibetan monk just posted something that um, the Tibetan New Year is coming up and the 10 days leading up to Tibetan New Year, all of these like problems and obstacles are supposed to arise for you to kind of deal with and purify to then start the new year. So he said, so, you know, if you're going through something, now you know, that's why. Um, but I really just feel that, you know, when things come up, it gives us just a, it's a beautiful opportunity. It's kind of like what I said at the beginning that even the, the, the difficult, the, the negative, the painful, those things that come up, they really give us a chance to, to become more courageous, to become more open, to become more soft and understanding, to become more loving and embraceive to whatever's going on. Yeah, and what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about the mind. Yeah, the mind isn't this thing up here that we're trying to shut up while we sit here. The mind is down here. Yeah, if your heart is peaceful, you're not having any thoughts. Yeah, in Chinese, it's the same character, heart and mind. It's the same thing. If you can calm your heart, if your heart becomes peaceful, your mind, your thoughts clear up automatically. You're totally present. Yeah, we're often at war with our, with our intellect. We're often at war with our thinking. Yeah, a lot of our energy pools up here in our heads. But actually, it's the heart that we need to start feeling and start working on and processing. And that's actually the place to, to start often. All the mind needs to do is understand that, oh, the heart's where I need to go. That's, that's the mind's job, is just to direct the energy, not to steal it all. So the more that we can kind of learn to just sit and process and feel and breathe, whatever comes, breathe it in. Yeah, if we're sitting here, you're breathing, you feel peaceful, you start thinking, you'll come back. Yeah, then breathe that in. Just breathe it in. Yeah, maybe you'll think, oh God, I'm lost again. Okay, breathe in that, oh God, I'm lost again. Breathe in that, I don't know what to do. Breathe in that hopelessness. Whatever comes up, breathe it in. Take it in. It's okay. Take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever comes, just breathe it in. It's fine. And you'll start realizing there's nothing to be afraid of. Whatever comes, you can just pick up. Nothing hurts me. Nothing touches me. Just take it. Take it. Take it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not afraid of myself. I don't want to be afraid of myself. I want to be with myself. I want to feel myself. I want to be connected to myself. Eventually, I want to be able to understand and love myself. Yeah? So I have to stop being afraid of myself. I have to start bringing myself in, bringing it in, bringing the feelings and thoughts in. Whatever comes up, 
And then we'll see that just through that process of really pulling things in, of accepting things, not being afraid, not running away, not pushing away, the, the mind, that momentum of the mind to kind of run starts to kind of get dismantled because it doesn't really need to go anywhere anymore. It actually starts to feel safer just being here. And it's kind of like, um, you know, something invisible starts coming up. So when I was, when I took my bath today, before I came here, I made it a bubble bath, which is awesome. If anyone hasn't taken a bubble bath in a long time, please take a bubble bath again. They're just so fun. But um, I had my hand underwater and I kind of slowly, I did this like when I was a kid, I'd like, you know, pretend my hand's like a shark or something. And I'd, slowly lift it up and you know you can't see it you can't see it you can't see it and then it kind of breaches the surface of the bubbles and it goes back under and I was just kind of doing that and playing in the bathtub today and I was thinking like this is actually very much like when I meditate it's the same feeling of you're kind of moving something and you don't see any results you're kind of like moving something to the surface and nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening and then suddenly it kind of pops up and you're like oh there it is and I feel that when we start practicing it's normal that we'll see no results at the beginning. We'll be putting in this effort, we'll be sitting, and you'll be sitting, you're like, I see nothing, I see nothing, it's still just the rest, it's still just me, it's still my miserable, old, hopeless self, there's nothing going on. It's still just there, it's still just there. But the more you kind of just stay with it, the more you just accept and breathe and allow and let go of expectations, let go of wanting it to be anything else, just being with whatever's present, slowly, your mind is gonna, it's gonna go off, come back, go off, come back, but slowly it's gonna come back and then when it comes back, it's just going to start to sink. And then it's going to go off again a little bit. It's going to come back. And when it comes back, it just starts to sink. It slowly just starts to sink more and more and more. And slowly you start to get in touch with that, that peace, that relaxation. You start to get in touch with kind of that feeling beneath the irritated surface of the mind. You start to get in touch with the depths of the mind. And there's a lot of great stuff going on in there. That's why when you relax, relaxation and happiness are synonymous. If we were hopeless, then when we relaxed, we would feel the worst. But because relaxation feels good, that means actually when you stop and when you just make contact to what's there, it's actually pleasant. So this is like a really important thing to know for everybody that kind of what I would maybe say the natural state of the mind when you stop stirring around your mind when you stop poking and prodding and pulling at the mind when the mind is the ability to naturally just unfold it's really really pleasant that the mind in its natural state is actually very calm and still and very pleasant very nice very peaceful to be with yeah so you know the our house, you know, once cleaned, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, great space to be in. And the, the place itself is beautiful. You know, so when you start going inside and you kind of face all of this difficult stuff, just know that that's just the dirt, that's the muck, that's the undealt with corners that, you know, are cobwebbing and molding and they have like angry dogs living in them and stuff like this. But the more that you start kind of slowly just letting that stuff be or working on it or feeling it, um, and this is a whole process. Some stuff you'll let go of, some stuff you're going to have to think about, some stuff you're going to have to cry about, some stuff you're going to get in your car and be punching the steering wheel screaming at something, 
some stuff you're going to have to talk to people about, some stuff you have to write letters about. There's a million ways to process all that stuff that's inside of us. But just starting that process, just starting to really just open up, get in there, work through things. Just begin. Whatever you can begin with, begin. And then the next thing that you can do, do that. And then there'll be the next thing. Do that. Then there's the next thing. You can do that. And the more you do, you'll be taking steps towards yourself. This is a journey home. It's a journey inwards. The more of this stuff you can deal with and let go of, the more you return to yourself. And then it becomes super peaceful, super relaxed, stable all day long. Yeah? Then you don't need to come to a meditation class to reach that place. You don't need to find a special time to feel peaceful. You will just feel good. Yeah, and I, from experience, I can say it's true. I, I was a mess back, back in the day. I was a mess. Yeah. But you can work through that stuff. You just work through it, you work through it, you work through it, you start to understand. And then life starts to become easier, more buoyant. Everything kind of opens up. And then you sit to meditate also, and it's more peaceful. And stuff that comes up, you learn how to deal with it. And it all kind of works together into this holistic life. The mind inside, the mind outside. It becomes the same thing. I'm in harmony when I go in, I'm in harmony when I go out. Yeah, we find harmony inside, find harmony outside. And that's kind of all there is to it. It's just, it's a path and it's a process. And being here, we're, we're taking steps on that. So also really give yourself a break. Yeah, you're really, all of us are doing a lot. Even if that voice in our head says we're not doing enough, we're actually doing a lot, all of us. So really just give yourself that break, relax. Yeah, give yourself permission just to rest, to be peaceful, to be har harmonious inside of yourself. Yeah, cultivating that positive mind. And that's what will build, and that's what eventually takes you down to the deeper state. Okay? So, yeah, with that, I think we'll uh, do something like um, 15 or 20 minute sitting meditation. 15 or 20 minute walking meditation, and then maybe another 15 or 20 minute sitting. And the whole breathing in through the nose, breathing in through the mouth that I mentioned before. This is something I always just do at the beginning of meditation. I feel that breathing, you know when you, um, when you sigh, like if you've just done something great or you're finally putting things down at the end of the day, it's like, ah, like done, like that feeling of done. I feel like, you know, that's almost like you're breathing in, and as you breathe in, your breath collects to all your energy, and then you're like, kind of like I'm done. I can put everything down. So I feel it kind of just creates that natural response, that natural signal in your mind that says, okay, now's my time just to chill out. Yeah. And maybe you guys hear me during the meditations too. Every now and then, I'll just give these like long exhalations. Because I'll at some point just feel a whole nother level of stuff just breaking off. And it's, you know, just letting it go. So, yeah, I guess with that, we'll start our practice for the day. So, yeah, get in your positions, your chairs, your seats, whatever you need. <laughs>